I'm erect. Why aren't you erect? What the fuck? Stop grabbing my dick. Uh, I can't come here without getting molested. (laughs) Terrence, you need to start showing up for the podcast. I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) these bits uh, never get old. They I think really I was don't. super clenching all my shit in between my thighs. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's it's too it's just too easy, you know. I don't. How did you watch this movie? You heard the lines, "I'm erect. Why aren't you erect?" How did you not realize that I would start off the podcast by grabbing your cock and asking why you're not erect? I guess I should have, but like, also, is that how that works? Like when a guy gets an erection, you call a woman's nipples also erect. Is that a thing? I mean, men's nipples can also get erect. Yeah, so that's why I was con- yeah I was confused by that line. What's to be confused about? His dick was erect, <laughs> and he this wanted is, her nipples. This is the erect. most unsubtle movie of all time. There's nothing. <laughs> it really is. I don't. Th- oh, are th- is there a, is there any movie that has more tits in it than this movie? I know authors who use subtext, and they're all cowards. Sure. So, uh, I don't know if there's any movie with more tits in it. If there is, I would like to see it, though. Terrence should uh, know. Terrence should know, as he's taking a big gulp of his fucking cum, his cum cup, that's eating. A, that's a why, big can't, cup. why can't Terrence just fucking eat before the podcast? Why is he... It's like he literally purposely starts eating his dinner exactly <laughs> when we record, and I know he does this on purpose. Um, Patrick Stanny. Welcome back on the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Um, after weeks of you being like, so are we going to do Showgirls soon? <laughs> well, we're actually we're going to do that before quarantine. And then this is this is like one of the last movies I watched before I left New York. So, yeah, we sad. were supposed to do this right after Irreversible. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's when we originally were supposed to do this, and then everything happened. Um, and I still had all my notes I'd written for when we were supposed to do it then. And my joke I was going to say was, we couldn't have Terrence on last week because our guest was an Asian girl, and we didn't know if Terrence could control himself or not. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Terrence just looks up and goes back to eating his salad. Um, so, yeah, I... I held on to that joke now for since March. Cool. <laughs> which uh, which doesn't have any relevancy anymore because we've done so many episodes since then. Isn't that uh, wild? We've done a ton of episodes since Irreversible. I, know. I feel like we've done, quarantine. especially because we started the Patreon, I feel like yeah. we've done more. I feel like we've done more episodes in quarantine than out of quarantine. Right? It's so exhausting. It, yeah. It kind of is, actually. It really is. That's good, thought? though. You got to give the people it, what they it. want. Well, we need more people to. We know more people to, take, to want. Yeah, we need more people <laughs> to take what we're giving and subscribe to the Patreon, guys. Come on, it's five dollars a month, or if you love us, fifteen dollars a month, or if you really, really love us, twenty-five dollars a month. Yeah, um, do you think I like doing this every week? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Terrence, we know you Terrence, hate hanging out with you your friends. Barely do it. You hate watching movies. You give <laughs> no effort into this. This is why you will get a dollar a year if you're lucky, Terrence. Terrence well, the com- never even promoted the commission the is once. not equal. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I get half. Matt gets forty. Uh, Black Anthony gets nine, and and Terrence gets one. Oh, that's fair. So, so that that's uh that's the distribution there. I was gonna make an yeah. NYPD budget joke, but I it wasn't coming to me. 
<laughs> I wasn't. I just like was. I was just too slow with it. So, well, you know, we're we're all pretty slow on this podcast of retards. <coughs> um, but uh, I think it's kind of funny that you're back on for Showgirls, and you did Pain and Gain, and these feel very similar. These movies, Sorry. uh, thematically, and uh, I would think make a good double feature. Yeah, they definitely kind of uh, flow really well on the ridiculous scale with one another. That and just being about the American dream and whatnot. Oh, f- yeah, they're what? both about yeah. like they're both about like class and like yeah. wanting to better yourself, which uh, I very much want to touch on, but uh, and not just touch on, but grab all over, uh, <laughs> lick. Maybe rub it on me. Uh, maybe penetration as well. Penetrate that topic. I know. We thought Basic Instinct was a sexy movie. Jesus Christ. I love that fucking... You, you, had, you think this is this movie's sexy? Well, uh, maybe sexy is not... Uh, horny. Yeah, horny. Horny is a better word. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's definitely not a sexy movie. No, it's, it's not a sexy it's movie. It's a horny one for sure. Um, which you think Terrence would be more engaged with it because of that instead of eating his fucking food. But, uh, you know, he just doesn't care about the podcast. And, you know, that's why he gets 1% of the, the Patreon money. But anyways, um, yeah, so for <laughs> – I, I love that Paul Verhoeven and Joel Esterhouse did this together, just like Basic Instinct. And they go directly from this – from Basic Instinct to this. Yeah. They got a <laughs> fuck ton of money too. Yeah, because when, ha- when you get 300-plus million at the box office for Basic Instinct, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and, and then how much money did this movie get? And then the sometimes <laughs> whatever the fuck you want means making an NC-17 satire that no one will get for a minimum 10 years. Yeah, but it, that. But it, yeah. it benefited, from what I was reading, it benefited from home. Like, once it was home video, though, it was fucking over. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it was game the fuck Well, because then you don't have to worry about it anymore, like, you know... With NC-17, you literally cannot let anyone in under 17, where with home rentals, it's like, you know, more like Wild Wild West. Yeah. Have, like, you, you, know. have you seen an NC-17 movie in the theater? Has anyone seen one? I I think I've seen uh It depends. Was like, I um, think I saw Blue is the Warmest Color in theaters. Was, was like, were any of the, like, Jackass or Borat movies NC-17, or were those all R? I don't know. That's a good I feel point. like they should be. I feel like one of them might know. have been. If they are, then yes. If not, then no. Yeah. Um, no, I saw Blue's The Warmest Color in theaters, which is NC-17. Um, I don't know if I've seen anything else, though. So I feel like NC-17 is a rating that they do not throw around very often. <laughs> I mean, it's like a very, very long leap from, like, art. Of, like, well, and when because... they do, they mean business. Oh, yeah. It's a leap. <laughs> well, it's because, like, most... You know, producers are gonna be like, "Look, we're getting this down to an R because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like you're gonna bomb at the box office at NC-17." Well, yeah, that's the thing. Just no one's gonna go see your movie. But like, what is what is R? Like, how old are you? So the thing is, with R, you can go R is 17 or older, or then uh, below 17 with with uh, a parent or with guardian. A parent, yeah, with a parent okay. or guardian. And NC-17, that's not the yeah, case. just. Okay. You, cannot go in 18 plus only gotcha um which is so stupid because you know no, none of the shit matters like if you're going to there's not any real difference between an r-rated movie and an nc-17 movie at the end of the day because if you're bringing a kid to an r-rated movie you're not gonna 
unless it's like <laughs> literally borderline snuff porn, like a Serbian film, like there's not going to be any different. All right, I'm back. I'm all good now. Oh, good. So glad. Um, but I mean, yeah, nine there, minutes in, nine and a half minutes in. <laughs> there's not like aside from just more of all of the things from our movies in this film. There's nothing like really like more risque. No, it's just, not at all. It's just it's a more lot of tits, it. more cursing. That's it. Yeah, there you don't see any actual sex. Uh, there was a pretty aggressive rape scene. Nah, I was no, just gonna that's say not that, that yeah. aggressive. Oh, uh, Love was NC seventeen. I saw that in a theater. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. love should be rated porn, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I mean, love is love, it's baby. But yeah. Oh, Nymphomaniac. I saw in a theater. That's NC seventeen. Oh, okay. That was a Shia LaBeouf, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, that had real sex in it. That rating is pretty useless because, like, anyone can fucking watch that movie on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. It's so the, the rating's like, useless. I was just checking it out the other day. And no, like, <laughs> ki- no kid is going to go and watch a fucking Gaspar Noé or Lars von Trier film, like, on their own unless they're, like, an actual cinephile. Like, you're not, yeah. like, preventing any kids from seeing this movie because any kids that know about this movie are going to see it regardless. But yeah, I was just saying that to James today because I was looking for Showgirls on Netflix, which is not on there. And when I was searching for it, Gaspar Noe's Love came up as like one of the search results like recommended. I'm like, how the fuck is this and movie on Netflix? And I think Nymphomaniacs on Netflix too. Yeah, so like oh, yeah, any, yeah. anyone with a Netflix account could just like fucking watch these movies. Yeah, so it's like, why is Showgirls not on streaming but like these way harder movies with real sex Real sex in them yeah. are on there. So, I mean, Showgirls is is relatively tame to some of the art house stuff that we've gotten in the past decade. I definitely feel like it's pretty. Like, I mean, I, t- tame. I don't. I don't know if I'd say tame, but it's not like it's not like overboard. But I'm saying it's tame in comparison to some of the stuff we've gotten in yeah. the last decade because there's no actual real sex in it. Because that's how you know the f- films have progressed in far in in terms of like how. How crazy can we get sexually? And mm-hmm. the answer is by having real sex. Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty wild movie for 1995. Oh, my God. I mean, it's still one of the most wild movies of all time. Um, this this is, you know, I say that Michael Bay is the uh, poster child of this podcast. And, yes, he <laughs> is. Um, and I say, I, I've said, I don't know if I've said this on mic or not, but, uh, you know, Batman and Robin is something I feel like is the poster child film of this podcast because, right, you know, down. that's... That's something I've been gaslit so long into believing was the worst thing ever. And then I watched it and thought it was a masterpiece. But we'll get there when we get there. Um, but I hear Dan Waters is coming back for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> but Showgirls. Showgirls is the actual poster child for this podcast. Because this thing was ripped to shreds. Completely is thought of like forever as like one of the biggest jokes in cinema. Um, which surprisingly though, uh, only has a 20, it has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes and for its legacy, you'd think it would be single digits. Yeah. I was thinking that it'd be much lower. And the, the funny thing is too, cause I, I was Googling showgirls to, uh, see the cast before I, before I started watching the movie. And, uh, when you Google show, showgirls, one of the recommended search results is, is showgirls the worst movie ever made? I'm like, wow, that's, <laughs> I don't get that. Kind of like, fucked which, up, which is honestly. Like absurd, but you know, it's it's hard for any of us to view this through the lens of a critic in the '90s, 
um, and audiences in the 90s because, you know, even stuff like Fire Walk With Me got booed at Cannes in, you know, in, in 92 um, when that premiered. So it's like you you don't – a lot of these – a lot of the reason a lot of films we talk about are from the 90s and early 2000s because that's before the internet was what it is today. And these films – did you know it, it's close enough to us now compared to something like the 80s or 70s where films that are considered masterpieces from those time but were hated by then it's it's been a long enough time where we didn't really see the uh the change in consensus where mm. um these films are are close enough to us now you know 90s uh you know early mid 2000s where we've seen the evolution and change of the opinions of these films and now What's great about the internet is, you know, you have films like, imagine if Spring Breakers came out in 95. Now, obviously, you would have to change the context up because a lot of it is meant for millennials and whatnot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, say Spring Breakers, 95, within the context of 95. Um, You know, that would have been something that would have not got a critical reevaluation for at least 10 years. At Mm. least. Whereas... It got mixed reviews right off the bat, but immediately um, is, you know, within, you know, right away you're seeing a lot of people still hail it as a masterpiece. And, yeah, there's a lot of normies that hate Spring Breakers, but, like, you, you'll you look on top of, I don't know why my Netflix just went off right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I uh, surrender! Uh, um, losing my train of thought. Uh but you you'll see so many best of the decade lists or even best of the year then or just midway through the 2010s best so far spring breakers is always in the conversation mm-hmm. if not topping um a lot of lists has has showgirls had like a reevaluation like cuz it still seems like the consensus online is that most people think this movie's dog shit well see the thing is showgirls has had a worse than pretty much anything else um as far as films to go all the way you know it's, it literally has hit rock bottom as far as masterpieces go um <laughs> and it, it's taken and it's, it's just so odd and i think it's a lot harder to consume and understand um but not really at the same time because it's paul verhoven and i'm gonna get to that point in a second but um but just as face value, watching it, not really being familiar with Paul Verhoeven and stuff like that. Um, like, th- this has some of the most over-the-top performances in a great film. You're telling me. Um, which is all intentional, obviously. Um, and it's crazy to me that people couldn't realize that at the time. But anyways, um, where was well, it? Oh, you're saying it's still hated a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you also have... Um, so many critics now will go hard for the film. Um, there's the book It Doesn't Suck, uh, Showgirls by Adam Naiman, something like that. Uh, it's a great book. It's a really great book. Yeah, I, I want to read that. Um, and I was watching the doc that just came out, uh, You Don't Know Me, N-O-M-I. Yeah, which uh, is clever. And, uh, yeah, uh, Adam Naiman is the guy that wrote It Doesn't Suck. But, uh, you know, he, he's been someone that's been championing this film forever. Um, and then, uh, you don't know me. I, I watched today, which is actually really good. Um, I like that a lot. 
and uh, you're definitely seeing people uh, people coming back for this film now, and it's something that's just so strange that it's just kept with people for so long, and they just can't get it out of their head, and no matter what. And you had all these midnight movies, like for you know how they do with yeah, like Rocky, with like Rocky Horror, Horror and, and, stuff, and shit like yeah. that. And Showgirls, so like, it's like kind of culty at this point. Yeah, and Showgirls became one of those films, and I think it's, I you know I get it, but it's. It's not Rocky Horror. It's not The Room. It's it's so much more than those movies because everything is calculated and intentional, and it's just genius. And like, look at the red letterbox fucking curve for this film. It is all over the yeah, place. It's all over the place. It's like, go look up Showgirls on Letterbox right now and look at the rating scale as a two point eight out of five, and oh. it's just. It's all over. It's like a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, on it, that graph. it's literally a roller coaster, unironically a roller coaster graph. And it's wild to see. I, and just, that's just... I don't really get it. I don't get why people would hate this movie so, so much. I, I... See, that's something I've never really understood either. Because the first time I saw Showgirls, my exact thoughts were um, this is okay. I don't get why people hate it so much, and I don't get why people love it so much. And, you know, the, the best conclusion I can come to is that you have, one, people just could not accept a campy performance uh, in a film in 95. Um, people were prudes, just straight up prudes oh, yeah. about it. Um, and they just thought it was misogynistic, despite it actually being a Me Too film. I was going to say, I feel like Elizabeth Berkeley's character in this film is like, screams like women power. Yeah, it, and it does. And I think people just did not have the foresight back then um, to realize this, and people were just fucking dumb. Honestly, a, a lot of it, too, I, I really think a lot of it has to do with the fucking rating. Because think, oh, about, for sure. think about Basic Instinct, right? Like, that movie made like fucking $300 million, and like. That had just as much camp. Well, not just as much. No, but it had, definitely it, not. But it had a, a, but it a was, significant it was, amount less. It was, but it yeah, was, but it it was, was similar. Yeah, yeah, it was similar in – obviously, similar in style. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, this movie doesn't go, like, so far over that that to create such a disparity. Yeah. I guess. This is a, uh, a quote from uh, Barbara Schulglasser Parker um, from some fucking critic uh, from the San Francisco Examiner which I saw in the doc um, earlier. And she said, how do you sometimes get a movie with a great director, great cast, okay writer, and they come up with something terrible? And then she called it one of the most pathetic movies ever made. And my answer to that question is because you... What? I was just going to say, if she saw any movie that was made and released in 2020, she'd be fucking begging for showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be fucking begging for showgirls. So the answer to that question is you're a fucking retard. That's all it is. Why you're you're literally saying, why do we have all these really smart, talented people making a an awful film? It's like, I don't know. Maybe you just didn't fucking get it. Maybe that's all it is. You you just didn't fucking get it. <laughs> yeah, she was too blinded by all the fucking tits. I know. Well, I think like Verhoeven is like he he understand and a lot of like European directors are very good at satirizing American society and I think he puts in a lot of like 
nudity and violence in his films because he understands what brings people to the movies in the first place. And I think, like, Showgirls is, like, the most pure distillation of, like, what we want in a movie. Like, like kind of like a caper-esque plot, like, snappy, snappy dialogue, like, memorable characters. And he's just, like, distilling that to its purest form. But then Americans, because at the end of the day, like, this country was started by Puritans, were like, oh, no, 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 no. Even though that's, like, what we really, really want, like, we have to say no to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Like, rev- to... Sorry, go on. It, it's. I was just going to say, it's crazy to me how um, we have so many, like, progressives and woke scolds and, you know, feminists and free in the nipple and all that shit today. But we're still, as a country, just incredibly prude. And we're, you know, progressing in areas that um, is either doesn't matter or is places that don't need progression and the progression is no longer progression and it's degression. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, a, 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 I think a lot of the, the reason why a good deal of, you could say like normal America hated this film is because it, it was kind of like, it's a mirror that I was just going to say it's yeah. too real. Yeah. It, there's way too much of Elizabeth Berkeley's character that I think a lot of the population can like kind of resonate with. And it's kind of like, wow, this I'd movie's disgusting. Today. What? I'd say it still resonates to people. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. That's oh, what I mean. probably resonates more today. Yeah, where it's like... Which is why it's aged so well. This yeah. Is, this is a film... Uh, I I think I got... I think I'm stealing this from the movie, from the um, doc, where Showgirls um, was hailed as gar- as shit and, and now is aged to a masterpiece where stuff like Forrest Gump... And American Beauty, specifically those two films are named, were considered masterpieces at the time and have aged to be uh, – and people have come to realize that they're complete dog shit films. You know, Forrest yeah. Gump's a pile of shit. Yeah. But yeah, I think like – I think people see this film and they're like, wow, like this really <laughs> hits the nail on the head for a lot of us. And like they view the people in this movie as like animals and like disgusting and, and you know, crude. And then they're like, wow, this is – this is me. <laughs> See, this is why um, all do these show films. Do showgirls take place in '95? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think the reason why films like Showgirls and Spring Breakers and stuff like that work for me so well and right off the bat is because I'm not a terrible, disgusting human being like the ones that this is mirroring. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think it's the ones that keep all that shit hidden that see this movie and they're like, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Pretty much. Yeah, you know, Discord caught up what you were saying, but you know what? I'm, I don't really need you to repeat it. I get the gist. Yeah. Thanks, Terrence. Yeah. Thanks, Terrence. Um, but it's like, so it's like Paul Verhoeven had done RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, and then this. How, how do you watch all three of those films or even just one of those films and like not realize he's knowing exactly what he's doing? And like, it, it, he, he's clearly a master of satire already. You know, he, he satirized the, you know, um, the state of police in America back with Robocop perfectly in what, 87? I think so, 86 or 87. No, it wasn't 86, but, um, 80, I want to say 87. Um, you know, that early, you know, total recall, masterpiece of sci-fi, 
Um, 87 era. Yeah. And then Basic Instinct, which obviously was intentionally fucking campy and is supposed to be an erotic Hitchcock film. So it's like, how do, how do people think it's like, oh, well, uh, he just didn't know what he was doing with showgirls and, uh, we're not going to give him any benefit of the doubt at all because we're critics and we're audiences and we know more than the fucking filmmaker. I think it was just the nudity. Like they were just yeah. never going to get over that. The fact that yeah. he put it, you know, cause in basic instinct, you have to wait a little bit. Well, actually, no, you don't wait because the fucking movie opens on a, uh, like sex yeah. scene that you view yeah, from above Sh- showgirls is is definitely more uh exotic with its nudity to yeah. say the least yeah it's very in your face too like they are not holding back at but all. it's at like all. especially during like the 90s where stuff wasn't really sexualized or it was but it was kind of publicly frowned upon yeah it's really a shame too because like this movie fucking ruined elizabeth berkeley's career yeah like, which is destroyed I, I was like getting a bit teary-eyed watching yeah. the documentary um earlier just because like she was doing literally exactly what verhoven was telling her to do yep like you if you want to hate the performance fine but you can't hate on berkeley because it's all verhoven's direction and he comes out and openly admits that with no problem because that that's what it is. I was going to say I think she hit what he was going for spot Perfectly. on. Yeah. No, Her I performance think she did a in this job. is fantastic because she's doing exactly what she was supposed to do. Right. Which is crazy from like seeing her in like Saved, Saved by, by the, the Bell. Bell, which I've never seen. Oh, I love Saved by the but, Bell. But he but, he likes like turning those tropes. Like he knows who he casts. Yeah. He yeah. knows it, that it, the people have a certain idea of who she is from Saved by the Bell, and he's like, ha just kidding. <laughs> this is It's like the same kind of casting with like stuff like Spring Breakers. Yeah, where you see Selena yeah. Gomez and yeah. fucking um, Ashley Benson. Yeah. Verhoeven did it first with Berkeley and Showgirls. Yeah. He paved the way for the casting to be part of the, the themes of the film, which is, you know, just continues to testify to the genius of Verhoeven as one of uh cinema's all-time giants so and then you have um uh, you know i i think the that berkeley's performance is the only thing i can really say that is quote-unquote hilariously bad in this too like if, if if i'm trying to view it through the lens of you know people watching this in 95 and thinking of like okay why do people think this is so hilariously bad it's like okay her performance is incredibly uh campy and over the top even though yeah. that's the purpose but fine we get that they didn't understand that you have the sex scenes <laughs> with Kyle McLaughlin which <sighs> are it's like how do you watch that and take that for face value the, and be sincere like you have to be brain dead to, the, the one in the pool is absurd well it's the same sex yeah. scene it's just funnier because it's in the pool yeah but she's like fucking <laughs> At the speed in which she's whipping her hair back and forth. It's amazing. That it, like, blurs her facial features. She's going so fast. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is happening it's here? It's the most non-sexy sex scene. Oh, and it's gross. That's, like, that's like not, like, a rape scene or, like, disgusting human beings having sex. Like, if, if we take those out of the equation, it's the most non-sexy sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um, And, and then you have fucking twin you have kyle mclaughlin from twin peaks who was in this just you know five years prior who twin peaks is filled with hammy and wooden performances on purpose this is another 
specific casting that Verhoeven did because, you know, this is the kind of performance Lynch had McLaughlin do. And, you know, Verhoeven wanted a similar thing to that, except evil, which was him uh, being uh, Mr. C before uh, Mr. The C return. was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is this part of the Twin Peaks canon? Is this what Mr. C was doing in between the end of season two and, and Twin Peaks The Return? Well, they do... Vegas is in the return. Very, I know very that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Anything I, I to think, help this movie. Sure. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think you could easily like make some sort of bizarre connection that can fit it into the canon somehow. Yeah. Why don't you just like uh, do some 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 fanfic for right? for showgirls and uh... I, I think the scene that absolutely solidifies it though is um, when Kyle McLaughlin's after he just yells at the guy uh, for being uh, a creep to Naomi. Oh, and then he calls him Naomi. right after. And then he, oh. he, not only does he call him right afterwards joking about it. Yeah, He's yeah, doing yeah. it in front of this fucking flaming volcano where it's like hell in the background. Yeah. Good imagery. <laughs> I, I thought that line was so funny where he's just like, Phil, get the fuck back up That here. is such a great line read from Kyle on that. And, um, you know, that, that, um, to, to tie into, uh, the volcano, the set production in this is insane. Insane. Yeah. It's pretty cool. There were people, critics, that call this film ugly. You know. No, it's so beautiful. You, it's so well shot. Like, there's so is, many cool steady cam moves. The, and, uh, anyone who calls this film ugly literally literally is just bandwagon hating at that point and it's yeah. just that's you objectively speaking it is a gorgeous film the set design the cinematography everything about it the fucking core choreography i mean it's like a fucking you know it's, it's like a, a classic play. musical yeah i was gonna say you got like some fucking like moulin rouge vibes off this shit yeah that's what i eh, not better than moulin rouge man. oh no i'm of course it is, but I'm saying people love that movie. Yeah. Like exactly, <clears throat> like it's, I, I, it blows my mind that critics, literally top paid critics, called this movie ugly back in '95. Yeah, that's insane. Well, do you think they were calling the subject matter ugly, or they're saying that visually it's ugly? No, no, they. I I was hearing. People were saying that it was visually ugly, which makes yeah, that's, no sense. Yeah, that's insane. And then, like, one uh, person was like, oh, are we supposed to – I think this might have been the same bitch I was talking about earlier. Uh, <laughs> it was like, are we supposed to be uh, impre- impressed because of all the use of mirrors and stuff? And it's like, well, Orson Welles did this already. And it's like, yeah, well, Paul Verhoeven did it better than Orson Welles with all the fucking mirrors and this and reflections and shit. Considering the whole film itself is a fucking mirror. I mean, yeah. So, I also the one thing that I is pretty true about this movie is how how poorly women were handled, and honestly, still to this day in the industry. Yeah, that that's you know one of the most important themes of the film. Yeah, yeah. as I was watching this, I was like, wow, did Harvey Weinstein make this film? <laughs> well, I yeah, because mean... you say that, but especially with a scene where uh, you know. She goes out like, oh, uh, you know, we're going to go out and uh, to Caesar. You got to hear him sing. And then, you know, he, he takes her with uh, some Thai, uh, some guy from Thailand who's like a high representative. And he, he wants to have sex and he's pretty much forcing himself. 
and then she uh, pretty much calls him out, and he gets in trouble, but then he calls him back and says, ah, get over here, you idiot. What are you talking about? Like... Yeah, but like, well, how about the fucking scene with her friend Molly, like where they meet that singer finally yes. that she oh, loves so much, and they fucking like, I don't even know what the fuck they were. I mean, obviously they raped her, but like, well, well what was up with the I, weird I, the tongue it, shit? I'm like, what that, the fuck is this? That's the, like sex in the movie is like, even though it's ridiculous, it's somewhat playful until that moment in the movie. And I think that's very intentional. You know what I mean? Oh, no. it's totally yeah, intentional. It's just, oh, yeah. Because, like, you have these women, they finally think they're winning, and they're literally just, nope, snatched right yeah, from they're like They're like, oh, you're not winning. You yeah. are pawns the, and all the, of yeah, our the, shit. The women in this movie are complete pawns. They, they're playing a game that is rigged for women to never win, which, you know, makes it, you know, an ultimate Me Too movie. You know, I like the, what the movie does is it kind of makes a bait and switch of the antagonist because in the beginning of the movie, you kind of think that Crystal is the antagonist because of how the way she acts and the way she, what she does. But at the end of the movie, it's pretty much she was a pawn. She's just, just as, as much well of a victim. Her, her and Nomi are the same are person. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Like it, it, showing Crystal like that early on is pretty much so like foreshadow. Well, yeah is to foreshadow, like, what's going to happen to Nomi if she continues on, like, this path. Yeah. And you have um, the one scene where they're in the... Um, they're at the restaurant in, uh, in the mall. <laughs> and they have the shot-reverse shot, which is normally nothing to, you know, ever discuss. But then uh, he breaks the rule of thirds. And so you, you have... I forgot who's on which side at first, but you have one of them on the left side at first and one on the right... And then he switches it, which girl is on the left side and which girl is on the right side. And, you know, with the conversation they're having and whatnot, it just shows that they're, you know, the same thing. There's not really any difference between these girls. Mm -hmm. People took that. People took him breaking the 180 rule. They took that very personally. The 180 rule is the gayest fucking thing of all time. Wait, what's the 180 rule? It's it's what he's talking about. It's like yeah, in in, in cinema. It, so you're supposed to have continuity of if it's shot reverse shot like that. Someone's on the left, someone's on the right, the other person's on the right, and you always are supposed to stay consistent with that. Um, because if you break it without any real intention behind it, it's jarring and just bad amateur filmmaking. But um, it's really only there to guide the simpletons of, of filmmaking. Um, and, you know, when you're Paul Verhoeven and you understand, you know, how how, how cinema works, then, you know, the, the rules don't apply to you anymore. Uh, okay, I get what you're kind of saying. It's, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't really think anything more into that scene. Like, it wasn't, like, jarring or yeah. anything to me. Well, because Paul Verhoeven yeah. does it masterfully, you know, opposed to, like, if an amateur filmmaker was to you know break you're talking about the scene where at the restaurant and the the cowboys approach them right where where they're talking about eating dog food yeah 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 uh they're they're looking for they're looking to get mad at this movie you know what i mean so yeah what's the point though why why get mad at something for the sake of getting mad at something because that's I don't their like job. Something. I mean, I don't Jesus, like Terrence, you, stop that, you literally just like <laughs> said, why is the internet exist? 
Like, that's all people <laughs> want to do is fucking get mad and complain and talk shit. People are miserable. Troll. And they want everyone else to also be miserable. Yeah, so they Terrence. will take any reason and then they will go on bandwagon hate and despise showgirls or penis boy. Yeah. Exi- uh, What's pe- Oh, that's. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little too close to home, ain't it, Jimbo? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like seriously, the like. Wait, is Penis Boy the showgirls of short filmmaking? Stop. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> but no, but seriously, though, like it's um, it, it I, I don't know, I don't know what I was trying to say. Words. I can't believe that her agent dropped her. That's such bullshit. I mean, really? I can't believe it's not butter. Oh, fuck! God damn it, Taryn. Elizabeth Berkeley, Berkeley, Berkeley's. Agent dropped her because of this film. That is, is absurd. Oh, like in real life? Jesus yeah. Christ. Wow. Like, I know she got fucking blackballed after part this of, film, part but of like, the that's tr- insane. Like, at least when you went, because I read the Adam Naiman book, it's like, she she did PR for this film very earnestly. She was, she was very much talking about it, like, totally, ab- <clears throat> like, she, she had no idea what was coming. Yeah. But she was doing PR very earnestly and stuff, and then the movie came out, and then, like, her agent dropped her, and then, like, you know, she was, like, reviled. And it's like, oh, my God. That's so shallow. Well, I... It's uh, a cutthroat industry, man. I mean, I have... Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a weird... I don't know. It's just such a, a weird film to me to be like, th- that's it, you're done. Like, you're never working yeah. in this industry again. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. Maybe in 1995. I mean, the the funny thing is, like, if you're fuck NC-17, if you're 15 years old, you have access to stuff much worse than Showgirls in uh, 2020. Oh yeah, yeah like you have stuff. You have access to stuff that makes Showgirls look like Barney and Friends. Y- yes, yeah. it's like so. I mean, I that's the know. thing. Like show Showgirls, Showgirls now is like a movie when you're like. 10 years old that you're like <laughs> let me try to find the movie with the most nudity on demand and we're gonna watch that because it's the only boobs we can see yeah like that's what this movie is yeah it's not like horse porn no no <laughs> it's not like <laughs> isis beheading yeah. videos yeah that you stumble it's, it's upon not like on the 4chan. fucking uh, rainbow dash jar uh, i'm actually amazed you know what that is matt uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I, ask. I follow. Just, I follow. I'll the, keep on living. I Good. follow the You're Bronx community closely because they disgust me. <laughs> I have pictures of you wearing a Brony shirt, Matt. Yeah. That, I Wait, was what? Pressured, I was pressured into that. Terrence, it was Twilight Sparkle. Pressured. It's fucking Tara Strong. Come on, give me a. It was break. at Comic Con. You were there, Terrence. Tara Strong is is fucking amazing. I know she's Twilight Sparkle. Yeah. Who is who is who is who is this woman? She's a, voice, a actress. voice actor. Yeah, she's done like uh, Bubbles on the Powerpuff Girls, Timmy Raven Turner. on Teen Titans, Timmy Turner, uh, Dill Pickles on Rugrats, and Twilight Sparkle on My Little Pony. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, wow. um, moving away from the gay shit. Um, she's a pretty hot th- mom too. Th- this film is pretty much about the American dream, much like Pain and Gain. Being a stripper. Um, what? Being a stripper. Yeah. No, making it, coming from being yeah. a stripper and getting to the no, coming from being a hooker. Well, yeah, to being a stripper, true. to be a stripper, then to, to being, being an exotic dancer. Yeah. Um, and it's only fitting that this takes place in Vegas, where the house always wins, no matter what. Oh yeah, um, it's all rigged, baby. And it's it's paralleling the you know Hollywood, um, and where Hollywood, it's like, yeah, 
it, the house doesn't technically i mean the house always wins in hollywood but there's more chance to win than in vegas i guess but there's also way bigger consequences probably in hollywood especially with you know um all child sex trafficking molesting and rape and um harvey weinstein and and all that terrible things um and it's it, the film is summed up right in the first few minutes uh sooner or later you'll have to sell it yeah which you know either if it's your body or your soul or your pride or your ego or whatever it is if you want to make it in america you're gonna have to sell part of yourself yeah, whatever no whatever it is that's holding you back and keeping you somewhat human. If you want to make it, you got to get rid of it. Yeah. And at the very beginning, she's given $10 to play the game. The hooker in, she wins, then she loses all the money, and then the guy makes off with her suitcase and there you have it. That's the whole film summed up right in the first scene. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck I that was one thing about this movie that I actually didn't really get that much. What the fuck is up with that guy? Like, and I guess just giving her a ride to steal her suitcase? He's the metaphor. He's the metaphor for the whole film. No, I thought he, that was funny. He he represents, you know, America and capitalism and, you know, taunting you. It's like, you know, here you are on the side of the road with nothing but a suitcase to your name. And someone comes along. They give you the opportunity. They They give you some money to play the game. And then they rob you blind, and you lose. He's like the a genre bit character, mm. but He's like, like in a then, western. And then he, and then she finds him again in the end. Like, Which gets her continues back. with the mirror theme yeah. of the film, and you know it, it's a it's a tragedy at the end because you know she loses it all yet again. So she loses it all in the beginning, and then she has this journey of you know being an exotic dancer and then all in the end she loses again and it's like you know she's back on this same ride yeah. starting from zero going back to where you know, she came in, from in an endless vicious cycle yeah, yeah i didn't take the ending as a bad thing though no i i, I agree with you i i took it's like she lost like ma- all the material stuff and like yeah. gained you, like, you can take new... it either way she got her I, suitcase back yeah you you could take well, it did she did he actually have the suitcase I think, but she ended up. He said he'll get her anyway. the suitcase. Yeah. What was in the suitcase? What do you think was in the suitcase? Um, Nothing. The soul. Yeah, it's a It's a suitcase from Pulp Fiction. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like, no, for real. That, I feel like that's I probably mean, it what clothes. it was <laughs> represent. No, but like that's what it was representing, right? Yeah, like her, pro- yeah. herself. Yeah, I guess like her self worth. Yeah, uh, uh, but I do love that line where he's like, uh, he's like, "Did you gamble?" And she's like, "Yeah," and she's like, like. What'd you win? She's like myself, and then she yeah. takes the sunglasses off. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was a good like closing line. Yeah, because I mean, she, and then she you tries know, to stab him. <laughs> she gets like tossed around in, in in the movie and shit, but like she never gets to the point like you know, um, like the the Gina's Gina whatever it's character uh, Crystal. Yeah, Crystal. Um, you know, Crystal gets fucking hospitalized. Um, I mean, it's her fault, but, uh, Nomi's fault. But I also, I remember when I was watching this back in March, all I could think of was, um, was from Million Dollar Streams World Peace that, um, the skit with Sam Hyde, um, where he's at the dinner party and, uh, his wife gets sh- tripped and shoved through a table and then Nick screams, I didn't trip you, you fell. <laughs> and that pretty much sums up that. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene. Yeah. Was this before or after Tanya Harding? 
Oh, that's um, a good question. I know she was in the 90s, right? That is a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on it. I hated I, Tanya. That movie fucking sucked. I didn't see it. I shut it off. No, it was it was made it was uh made before. When no. was she? Oh. No, it what no no. Uh Showgirls was after um her little incident. February nineteen ninety four is when she Interesting. Oh. So it was Beat probably that it, was, ass. it was already in production though by that point. Yeah. Okay. So, because, you know, this film was probably made in ninety four and then written, you know, before that probably. But uh but yeah, it's just, you know, the it's, you know, much like um pain and gain where it's just, you know, you got to fucking risk it all to succeed and you know, it it's pain and gain and showgirls are about this the the promises of the American dream and how um they're they're a false idol, they're a falsehood. Um mm. and you know, very few people actually make it. You know, mm. we're we're in this, you know, uh capitalism-based world where, you know, everyone thinks that you know there are people who succeed and then people that are gonna succeed and those are the only two types of people which is you know a a lie that's you know fed to us pretty much because most people don't make it most people end up like you know Nomi or mark Wahlberg's character in painting game and not specifically arrested or (laughs) going through being a, a hooker stripper and an exotic dancer and having your best friend beat almost nearly to death and raped by the fucking <laughs> her idol celebrity idol but you know you get yeah. the gist well of it. it's like the the idea is always pitched to people it's like you're like you said you're either gonna you're gonna get to the top and you're gonna you're gonna get to that 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 upper upper level or you're gonna fucking crash and burn and no one has ever pitched the idea of middle class yeah which is like perfectly fine yeah like yeah but, there's all o- there's only the jump from white trash to like to stardom the elites yeah. of the elites like right there's th- no that's why there's no in between that's why the versace line is so funny Ugh, oh that's okay like that is another line where it's like how do you hear that line and not realize this film is a satire yeah like, that is one of the funniest things ever <laughs> I know. that line kind of hurt me a little bit i was like oh god <laughs> it's great though yeah, because like she doesn't line. get corrected like the first time like she no says it. she says it like no, the third time she gets corrected. they love yeah. it they love yeah. it yeah because they know they're like oh we got this girl yeah like we got her it's so good yeah also too like there's no way she afforded that dress sorry well maybe I mean, yeah, she got what? I five? mean, how much does a Versace dress really cost? I mean, a Versace dress, four dollars. <laughs> a Versace dress, like a thousand dollars. Maybe she went to Versace, dude. Maybe that's maybe. where she. It went. was like a knockoff. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. And like they were trying to correct her, but she's like, no, no, no. no, no. no. I it know was, what I know what I said. It was. Versace. She went to Canal Street and got eighty Versace <laughs> dresses. It was, off screen, she flew to New York quick to go to Chinatown. And go to Versace in between the time where she's trying on the dress and then walks out the store with yeah, the dress. Yeah, with that in her Louis Button bag. <laughs> what, Button? What, what's, yeah. the, what's the 2020 equivalent of Versace dress? Would she just like – she'd be like, oh, it's – oh, I like Supreme. <laughs> that that or like sh- no supreme like you can't fuck that up that's like yeah. a normal word <sighs> i was gonna say from looking at from just looking at it and pronouncing it wrong i don't know i, I want to say something to do with like balenciaga because that's oh like a hot, it would definitely be yeah because that's a hot hot brand right now how would you but i don't know how you would mispronounce yeah. balenciaga it's pretty it's pretty phonetic yeah. but it, i just feel like it would still be balenciaga I guess it is easy to fuck up. There's too many vowels. Yeah. Yeah. 
Balenciaga? Is fucking weird. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, or like, oh, maybe, no, how about like Goosey? Oh, I got this, yeah. <laughs> instead of Gucci, I got this, I got this new handbag at Goosey. I got my Versace dress and my Goosey bag. <laughs> no, my Goosey flip-flops. <laughs> uh, I love how people try to fucking pimp the, uh, the Gucci, the Gucci slides. They're like, yo, look at my Gucci slides. Like, listen, that's the cheapest thing Gucci sells. Calm down. <laughs> what do they cost? They're like 250 bucks. Which is like not, which is ridiculous for, for a slides, pair of slides. But yeah. like, but like, it's not expensive. Yeah, well, for, all things for, considered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but man, you would you would never get something like this made today, despite getting films like Love Made, despite getting films like Nymphomaniac made, because uh, it's just too real for Hollywood. Yeah, well, and I think this this movie was a really good test for Hollywood. They were like, hey, let let this guy give this a shot. Yeah. And then as soon as it went down, it's like, never again. <laughs> never again. I yeah, want because the, people don't like the truth. I, no. It, I hate that we... When, what was the last erotic Hollywood film that we got? <sighs> I, I really don't know. It's like, been so long. There's really The last like, many... erotic like thriller kind of thing yeah like any, or like any, very like erotically like horny charged like yeah usually when magic you see mike? a film what magic mike not i mean no, no like, how no. many dicks did you see flopping around yeah. in magic mike not that many so like something with like gratuitous yeah um nudity or, yeah I, I i don't know usually like if you if there's a nude scene in a movie now or a movie that's like rated r for like nudity it's like one it's like half well, a boob. yeah in in nymphomaniac they were like using like genital doubles like they had porn is wasn't that the whole thing that like large ones yeah i think that was wanted... general doubles where love had the actual actors fucking okay um but but again that's not hollywood i'm talking about when was the last when was the last hollywood erotic f- mainstream blockbuster or erotic thriller because we've not got those in like since the 90s like i can't even think of, like uh, there may have been a couple towards the early 2000s but like not that I can remember. Do you think that interesting that we live in a society where sexuality is more understandable than it was back in the nineties? Yet <laughs> we don't have as like raunchy movies as the earlier decades used to have, which is well, insane. To do me. you think that's just because the rising of pornography? Like, do you think that's what it is? I think they like, don't even. Oh, there's I no think, need, I, Matt. I think that's. I think they don't even want to fuck with. Like, they're like. That's its own thing now. That's its own like ecosystem that's yeah. available. That's not just like it's it's totally fucking available. Right. Well, it's like cuz now it's like it's like listen, like if you want to watch porn, you go watch porn and like back then you couldn't Yeah. porn wasn't so easily accessible, so it's like, hey, like I could go see this sexy movie and yeah, it's not porn, but like I can see a lot of titties. That's true. Yeah. That's right. And now it's just like I can see a lot of titties if I just click one button. On it's the like why if I would will big like boobs this. get eight billion results. Yeah, seriously. Like, why would I go to a strip club and spend all that money when I can literally just watch Showgirls for like what ten dollars? But Terrence, I mean, hold you on. Did Terrence. go to a strip club? Oh, is this your segue? And spend all that money. You, look at you, Terrence. You just segued out of nowhere like a professional podcaster. Who would have thought? Oh, come on, don't give Terrence credit. We all knew that he did that accidentally. <sighs> Did you? I didn't even I didn't even want to do it. Like you could have just kept your mouth shut, James. I mean we brought the we yeah. said the story on the podcast before. But we haven't gone the full details. Terrence Are you sure? I feel like we did. 
I feel it's like I've show- said this story like multiple times at this point. It's the Showgirls episode. It's about stripping. We have to tell both mine and Terrence's uh, separate stripper stories. Wait, you? Oh, wait. Yeah, but story? my story involves me as the stripper. Okay, yeah. That- oh, yeah. Nice. You- Terrence, let's start with yours. No, you oh. go first. You fuck. I hate you. You're you don't want to do any work at all. Uh, <laughs> Yours is shorter. Yeah, mine is shorter, but I don't know why it matters because we're going to tell fucking both anyways, but I'll just tell the yeah, fucking story instead of matter. dicking around. Um, so back in, I want to say 20, I don't remember if it was 2013 or 2014. James sucked dick for money. Um, well, <laughs> no, not that far, but um, I was working with my dad Um at the strip club called um where where even earlier back when i was in high school he used to actually rent the kitchen out of and he would do um catering and he would you know do the kitchen for you know the strip club but it was his own separate thing Mm -hmm. and like he wasn't working for the strip club and uh i was a sophomore in high school and then uh me and my friend dan who was a freshman in college um, we would drive around and do deliveries for him. But the people that did the most ordering were the other strip clubs by the owner of that strip club because oh, he owned multiple on Long Island. And so here I was, sophomore in high school, and I would be running into the other strip clubs, dropping off food <laughs> and just seeing fucking titties. You'd go like this. <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> And it was great. I got to see titties all the time for like that short period of time when that was like a thing that um, I was doing with my dad, which was cool. But then flash forward to like 2013, 2014, um, that, you know, he he wasn't doing that that long. um, But he would always do the Christmas party for that strip club. Um, And it was a Christmas party for the strippers. And so my dad would bartend with some other people. And uh, that year, I did bar backing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so, just the way uh, you said that. That I took – okay, go on, go on, go on. So I, so I was doing bar backing, not bear backing. I'm assuming that's what you thought I said. Yeah, okay, no. yeah, go on, go on. No, yeah. So uh, I, I was uh, – what was I? That was 2013, so seven years ago. So I was like 18. Yeah. Uh, it was seven years ago. Yeah, so I, I was 18, so I was legal. Barely. Uh, yeah, barely legal, but I was legal, so uh, no one can get arrested from this story because uh, we're about to go some places. Uh, not not too far of places, but places. Um, and so the one of the bartenders is a very attractive dude with ripped abs, and so nice. he goes on the stage and starts dancing and taking his shirt off. And I don't then... remember doing this. <laughs> Wait, this, this is the duty of a barback? So this guy was a bartender. Okay, and like, did they request him to do this, or he just took it upon himself? No, no, they requested him to oh, do okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. And then they requested me to come up, and so I went up, and I'm like taking my shirt off, and I'm dancing, and then You're uh, all sexy and shit. And then strippers came up on the stage, like two strippers, and started making it rain on me and and then i just start dancing and i'm like getting low and low to the floor and i'm on my back and there's a fucking stripper like right on top of me and she's just making it rain like on my face and my stomach and stuff 
And then I continue dancing. Right, a nickel. And uh, I- I'm in my underwear at this point. And, <laughs> um, and all the strippers are going Beautiful. wild. They're throwing like 20s even at me. Um, the, the owner of the strip club is just sitting there in the corner, shaking his head in disgust. Yeah. And then, and then what happens? My dad comes up on stage. I don't see him. And he pulls my fucking underwear down. <laughs> and I'm just standing there. And I look down and I'm like, I look back up and I just shrug and I'm like, ah, this happened. And <laughs> I'm like, just letting it happen. Uh, you know, soft, flaccid cock and all. Um, and, and then my dad, I like turn and I see my dad and he's like giving me these singles, like pull it back up, pull it back up. <laughs> it's like, you were the one that did it. <laughs> oh, the man. owner was not oh, happy. Oh shit, about he actually that. liked me pulling his pants down. <laughs> I hope my yeah, dad I never was he wasn't happy. Were the strippers happy? Oh, dude, the strippers were going wild. I made $800 that night. Holy shit! $800 stripping and barbacking that night. Damn. Wow. As a, so- a as a sophomore in high school, that's like hitting the No, no, lottery. no, no. That was college. That oh, was college okay, at that okay. point. Sophomore Still was when I, I was I was going to say, oh, boy, sophomore in high school, they'd all be in jail. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, that it was all No legal. one could get arrested yeah, from this I, I was I of see, age. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I was only underage doing the deliveries, not when I was stripping. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that that's my stripper story. And I made $800 that night, and it fucking rocked. And I guess I'll have to post the video on the Patreon. You have a video of yeah, this? Yeah, not of not of me nude, but like I have the video of me with the stripper like making it rain on me and shit. Nice. So did you, did you feel empowered? Oh yeah, it was awesome, <laughs> dude. It rocked. I I would so do that again Honestly, for I a think, party. I think most strip like even in like uh, I mean especially in I'm sure like more high end uh, like clubs and things. I think a lot of strippers like. They like like enjoy it. They make a ton of fucking money, dude. It was fun, and you know when I mean it's probably a little bit different when uh, you're an 18 year old guy doing it in front of a bunch of hot strippers compared to strippers doing it in front of a lot of gross, yeah, like an 18 year old girl doing yeah. it in front of a bunch of gross, yeah. nasty old guys. With, it's completely different, definitely. But, not but the for same. me, at 18, 19, doing that to a bunch of hot strippers and they were throwing money at me, it was awesome. I felt on top of the fucking world that night, man. <laughs> yeah. I, it was crazy. <laughs> Maybe uh, that's your true calling. Magic Mike. Yeah. Once I get ripped with the Patrick Stanny workout plan. I was going to say, yeah, it's time for Patrick to get you ripped, and then you can start stripping, baby. <laughs> Terrence, would you go support him? I'll take sure. that as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrence, let's talk about your stripper story. If we must... So really while James talked ex- about this before. So while James experienced his stripper story back in like 2013, I experienced mine back in 2018. Much more responsible. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, our story begins in the magical year of 2018 before shit theoretically hit the fan. Um, so this is America. Shit's been hitting the fan since the fucking ring. Yeah, what was up? Why? Why 2018? We already had Mr. Cheeto face in office by that point. So shit has already been hitting the fan. Anyway, um, I went to Boston for my cousin's bachelor party. And uh, as I thought, I, I don't know if we were being serious or not, but his brother was planning on the last night going to a strip club. And he was like doing research on some of the best strip clubs uh, in Boston, or at least the ones that aren't like 
dirt cheap greasy. Well, uh, uh, to pre- preface this, the money that you spent that night you found on the floor at a con, right? No, that was a uh, that was a uh, several. I think that was several months after. Oh, so that was a different strip club scenario. Yeah. Oh, okay. Continue. So basically, uh, we were in Boston and was we're doing stuff for my cousin's bachelor party. Some cool shit. Went to a brewery. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. Had the history about it. And then uh, we actually decided that we were going to do uh, a strip club. So my cousin did all the research and he looked it up. And before the strip club, we were at just a bar. So we had a few shots in us and then we decided to do it. Uh, I forget what the fucking strip club was called, like Glass Slipper or something. I don't remember. (laughs) What a name. Yeah, it was something kinky. Um, We end up going and it's not bad. It's pretty high class. Uh, But we were just sitting there uh, just chatting while, you know, the girls were dancing. And my my cousin was trying to get his brother. Go away, you whores. I'm trying to have a nice conversation with my mates. Exactly. Uh, my cousin was trying to get his brother a uh, a, a good dance because he said, you know, my uh, my brother's getting married. Uh, this is his bachelor party. We kind of want something. But he, he was like, you know, no, nah, I don't really do that stuff. And no one was really doing anything. So they, we, they were just kind of standing there. And I over, like he was what saying, a bunch you know, of admirable you, men. My cousin was saying, you know, so what do you have? Like, oh, we have like the special. Uh, we have like the, oh. the escort. And, uh, you know, I'm over here in the conversation and he's just, after a while they tell him, he's like, no, I I don't mind just having a drink and watching the girls. So then, you know, I'm just, everyone just stand there and I'm just like, I'll I'll do it. (laughs) I will volunteer to be the sacrifice. I will be the wicker man for tonight. I'm going to make sure the girls are clean and then I'll come back and report. (laughs) So I, I will clean the their pussies I, I, myself. I asked him about the prices. I'm like, so what are the prices? And then uh, he was like, you know, the, you know, I think it's like this for like 25 minutes. They'll dance, uh, you know, then a hundred or something else. They'll get naked. And then I think he said uh, the 500, uh, 500 and up is you go into the special room upstairs uh, and whatever happens, happens. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. So at this point, what? I have a few shots in me. Um, I've legally we've already been there that. for like, I want to say, I don't know, an hour already. So I've been seeing naked girls come back and forth. So I've and had. Like, I'm ready to alcohol. have them touch me and my penis. So I've I had alcohol poop. in me. I've been theoretically very horny for the past 24 hours. Oh, you're sure. always horny. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was traveling with a bunch of men. It was completely unrelated. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And then being at the stripper joint just kind of, you know, pushed it. So I said, you know what? I have extra money. Fuck it. Let's do it. So I Let's literally on the Fucking baller over here. <laughs> Damn. So I literally go to the ATM and take out $500 in cash. <laughs> And uh, I I do it, and I, yeah. I requested one girl that I saw dancing earlier because tell us honestly, about the girl. What did, what were did you she in look love? Like? 
Honestly, I was actually kind of impressed because she was very talented. Tell, tell us about the girl. Describe her, Terrence. What were her tit no. size? What was her no, ethnicity? No, no, no. no. Come what on. was her we're hair Christians. color? How I'm tall was she? What did her pussy smell like? <laughs> I no. want to know. What did what her, her asshole taste like? What her no. family's like? I don't want to know. What's her mother's uh, maiden name? All I know that her stripper name was Aurora. That's all I can give you. Oh, well, I could co- show At least give you. us a, an ethnicity. Oh, wait, no, that's, oh, wait, Aurora is Sleeping Beauty. My bad. Oh, Why? God. Okay, more than that. Blonde? Did she have red? Oh. Okay. So a white blonde stripper named Aurora. How tall was she? Uh, she was actually kind of tall. She was taller than me. Oh, damn. So she was six foot tall, Amazonian blonde white woman. Um, how big were her tits? This is like the oh. opposite of my type. Um, I would say slight, very slightly larger than average. Not so a nice C cup. Yeah, yeah. You got you. That sounds like a fucking good stripper, man. That sounds like um, six foot tall, but no, blonde, was, white woman. It was woman actually the reason why tits. I chose her was because I was actually very impressed with the way she was dancing. Because I thought you were gonna say because she reminded you of Samus. <laughs> <laughs> that, no. that was definitely in the back of your not, mind subconsciously no. part of the reason it had to have been wait i have one question was she from the ukraine no. wait what was she from the ukraine no she was i think she was from kansas i don't remember Classic. <laughs> it's almost worse it's almost worse than being from yeah, the ukraine i'm gonna go to Boston oh no 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 I, I'm, I'm retarded i'm retarded stripper. she was from connecticut Oh, okay. That's all right. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, (laughs) than look. That night is all kind of a blur because I was, I was on like I had a few shots of me. I was on like adrenaline, and I was extremely and understandably horny. Oh, like dangerously, you know, like dangerously cheesy. It was dangerously (laughs) dangerously horny. I mean, yeah, don't you? Like he wasn't gonna rape anyone, but like, oh, for God's sakes. It was definitely, but, like, as horny as you can get without, like, rape sex. Uh, I can at least tell you, I went into that room. I, I kind of, everything after that is kind of like a vague dream. Uh, <laughs> Terrence had a fever dream. I would stop right there. <laughs> fever dream at the strip club. All Terrence right, keep going. Fever dream. Maybe, maybe she slipped you something. Maybe you had, like, uh, some sort of uh, episode. That, is I that mean, what's included in the 500? Maybe. That's a bargain. You you don't know what kind of pills that she could have given you. That could have been the fucking deal, man. Maybe. Well, I know that I definitely left that strip club with. I spent more than five hundred dollars because. <laughs> so I how was, much was the uh, fi- how how so, long was the five hundred dollars for? All right. So to put it bluntly, when I was watching Showgirls, uh, <laughs> when Crystal pays for the sh- the dance, uh, I did the math. Uh, regarding inflation and everything because she paid $500 for that dance. I did the inflation between 1995 and 2018. Motherfucker's doing math over here. (laughs) Motherfucker doing math for the podcast. That's impressive. I actually spent more money on a stripper than Crystal did in the movie Showgirls. Oh no, and she was like highballing too. Alright, well how much is it? You have to say that. It was over nine hundred dollars. Oh wow! What nine hundred? There's no way that could be right. <laughs> I legitimately don't remember how I got to that. Uh, all I remember is I was told that if I paid five hundred dollars, whatever happened in the back room happens. So, so how, it, how long was it? Was it um, told I to was, you that that five hundred dollars? I was literally there for? until closing. I was asked to leave because the strip club was closing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and what time did you enter? Uh, Excuse 12. me, sir. Uh, the strippers that are complaining about you, we're gonna close up soon. You gotta well, leave. No, no. Apparently, they close at like two o'clock. What kind yeah, of because Boston's a bunch yeah. of fucking pussies. Boston strong. Nah, fuck Boston. Boston's so strong, we can't stay up past two o'clock, man. Bro, I was in a fucking. I, I wait, wait in... what time did you get there, Terrence? Twelve. Okay. I was oh. in. I was in a p.m. Um, I was in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, they should open that early. I was in a restaurant in Boston. I was on there for a work trip, and like me and my buddy got there like kind of late. We drove up. We decided to drive instead yeah. of taking the train, uh, taking the plane, taking the plane. And um, I think I know which story this is, but and we're fucking. It's like eleven ish p.m. p.m. And we're like, yo, let's. I didn't up. say I was done with my story. I know you're not done. I'm interjecting. <laughs> so then we're like, uh, we're like, yo, let's find like a like a quick bar or something like that. You know, we'll grab a couple of drinks and we'll, you know, we'll uh, maybe grab grab some food and then head back to the head back to the rooms. And I'm fucking googling on Google Maps and, and, and Yelp trying to find bars. No bar is open. Z- zero. I find this bar restaurant that's a couple blocks away that we have to walk to. That's open until like twelve thirty. I'm like twelve. Dude, that's just east. That's east coast. That's not New York. Like I'm from Pittsburgh. Like it's the same shit. Like, yeah, it was just so. It was so weird to me. So we so we get there and we're like, so you really close at like twelve or twelve thirty? They're like, yep. And we're like, all right, well, can we get like drinks? So we sit at the bar. Bartender, the girl, super nice, gives us gives us our drinks. And my friend's like, yo, you want to do a round of shots like on top of the drinks? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go for it. So he's like, he go, he's like, hey, excuse me. He's like, can we get a round of like Jameson shots? And she's like, she's like, ooh, she's like, actually, I can't do that. And I'm like, we're like, why? Like we do, we had just gotten there. And she's like, well, she's like, it's um, she's like, it's a law in Boston that you can't have more than one drink in front of you at a time. And she's like, technically, the shot is the second drink. So she's like, you have to finish those drinks, then we can give you the shot. And then you can order another drink afterwards. And the I look at her. The irony of that city. The yeah. fucking. I Dude, irony. I look at her and I'm just like, isn't this where like the Irish mob is? Don't you guys drink all day? Isn't this uh, the city of retarded homosexual cops? I was just and, so that conf- are Irish. I was just so confused because me and my buddy, we look at each other and we look back at her and we're like, like, that's cute. Like, that's funny. Yeah. Like, because like, obviously we're from New York. It's so, like, she's trying to be funny. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I'm, she's like, I'm dead serious. She's like, I'm sorry. She's like, I know it's really dumb. She's like, I, I, I can't do anything about it. Or technically we could have the restaurant closed down. And I'm like, excuse me. So that was fucking insane. I'm like, damn, huh. I'm so glad I live I in New York. I don't remember that when I was in Boston. I could have sworn I had two drinks at a time. I don't know. I don't know if it, maybe it was because it was a bar restaurant and not just a bar, but that's what she told me. Because I'm pretty sure when I was at that strip club, I had a drink of alcohol. Uh, a drink yeah, Terrence, of you were at a strip club where they were letting you do things that were illegal with Terrence, the strippers. you were at a strip club where they said $500 and you could do whatever the fuck you want. That is not legal. <laughs> allegedly. They said this allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Everything we've said on this podcast is alleged or a parody. Yes, 100%. Um, continue with your story. I'll never forget that night, man. I, w- <laughs> oh I was lost. I was Theoretically. Lost. Theoretically, yeah. you'll never forget that yeah. night. Theoretically, I'll never forget yeah, yeah. that night. It was so. So, know, how I, did they get you to spend an additional four hundred dollars? <laughs> well, um, theoretically, Terrence got his dick sucked by the stripper. Oh, did you? I yeah. That I, I feel like I remember that happening. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You no, no, no. I'm sorry. You don't. You don't think something like that happens? It either I, happens. Honest, or I honest it to God, I. I 
I, I do know so, someone was something was touching my dick. I do know <laughs> it's the same bartender who was like, anything in that room happens in that room, stays in that room. He comes in, wig on, yeah. it's dark in no, there. He's, he's like, Aurora, get the shirt. fuck out. <laughs> you just realized that you entered their sister bar next door, which is a drag bar. <laughs> You feel hair tickling on your cock, and it's like, oh, is this just your pussy hair? No, it was the manager's beard. <laughs> I think I actually gave her one of my fucking business cards, too. <laughs> hey, babe, Listen. hit me up, and I'll draw your pussy for free sometime. <laughs> I'll make your tits look even bigger, baby. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, man. That, that was, I was Hey, hey, that babe, was... you look like Metroid from Metroid. You, uh... I'm going to draw you looking like Metroid in the Metroid armor. Do you remember how you spent the additional money, though? Do you remember? Uh, I think for an extra, I think for, I spent the money on an extra hour and a drink, and like, high-end expensive drinks. Expensive drinks. Good for you. I mean, you know, all things considered, it's not a terrible deal. You're in love. I get it. Right? It's not a bad deal. I, I I don't blame Terrence. For falling in love with a stripper that looked like Samus. I mean, that's... Yeah, turns- I mean, it's just Well, a joke, I mean, that's like that's like a stripper's goal, right? A stripper's goal is, a is to joke. get you to fall in love with them, so you open Who's up that Samus? From Metroid. The, you ever play the, the game s- Metroid? No, I know Metroid. There's someone underneath that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Zero Suit Samus. In, in Smash Brothers. Oh. Zero Suit Samus. With the blonde I've hair never, the I've suit. never played Smash Brothers before. Oh. Terrence is about to go full retard. <laughs> uh, you're just, just type up Zero Suit Samus. Okay, Patrick. Um, and, and hey that's... James, I typed it up, but why does she have a really big dick? <laughs> <laughs> that's, Terrence, that's just out of the Discord. That, that's the autofill that came up with Fuda afterwards, just because it's <laughs> used to Terrence's searches. Zero Suit Samus Fuda. <laughs> So, Terrence, have you been to a strip club after that? Or that was your no. last? No. Would you ever go back? I don't know, because my penis well, is a very dangerous Well, you just said you went with. to a strip club afterwards when you found the money from that Oh, car. yeah, that's true. Wait, hold on. Store doesn't add up. Wait, what are you talking about? Well, that money you found on the floor at a con, I thought you wasted that at a strip club. No, the that money I found... Uh... The I found three hundred dollars in cash at a casino in AC. Yeah, I know, and I thought you spent that on a strip club. No, I. Uh, I guess I'm combining I, stories then. Yeah, because I I'm pretty sure that happened after oh. uh, mm. the Boston event. But didn't you also? Um, She's like, beautiful. Oh, this zero yeah. suit Samus is very pretty. Right. She's oh. very pretty. Oh. Very becoming. Con- uh, Terrence can tell you a lot about her. Yeah, watch out. That's Terrence's girl. <laughs> Oh, better sorry. not masturbate to her. He'll know. Terrence <laughs> actually no He gets like brain signals, um, which could be mistaken as a tumor, but it's not a tumor. Uh, for like when other people, it's like spidey senses, I guess. When other people are jerking off to Samus, and he knows, and it gets him very upset. What a unique I actually, ability! I actually call a hitman to their house, and I have them dead. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> they are found dead the next morning. Dang. Well, now I know why you're not going to strip clubs anymore. Hitmen are expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Didn't you also though like like money was like stolen from your account after going to the strip club? No way, really. Mm. Yeah, it was. 
<gasps> Apparently, my Shit. credit card information was stolen after that strip club event because I think uh, two months later, uh, I was actually with James, and then I found out that apparently a hundred dollars was used at a Victoria's Secret in New Jersey. <laughs> Yo, you probably like gave Aurora your car number, like buy something pretty on me. You didn't give her your business card; you gave her your credit card. <laughs> Get yourself something nice to wear, gal. <laughs> Hey, uh, this is what Samus looks like. I want you to buy something that looks similar to that. And then send me some pictures. You should get her the little tracksuit that I see. I want you to put on this robot armor. Why? Just put it on. (laughs) Yeah, Aurora, no. How about about we call you Samus? How about that? I'm paying you top dollar. I see a flatal flaw in this robot suit. There there seems to be a hole in the crotch. (laughs) is Is there a piece missing from this? No, babe, just bend over and spread them. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so did you know what did you make out with the part sh- was? You, what? You know what the messed up part is? What? She did look like Samus. <laughs> oh. Obviously, she's six foot tall, blonde, white girl with sea tits. Of course she fucking looked like Samus. Also, that is a that is a tall girl. That's a tall gal. That's a tall order. That's a tall gal. <laughs> she's a tall girl drink of water. Nah, I'm I'm into that. That's hot. No, nah, I don't like I don't like tall girls. Tall tall girls are good to fuck you with a strap on. No. Must be why I don't like <laughs> I just love how unbecoming Matt is to that. He just dismisses it completely. <laughs> so you're not going to let like a five foot tall girl fuck you with a strap on. You wouldn't what? let Brie fuck you with a strap on, Matt. No. What if she asked you nicely? You yeah. still know. What if she said, okay, you don't have to buy me anything for Christmas. Just let me fuck you with a strap on. No. You thought if, about it for a second. What there. if she said, all right. We'll, we'll get rid of Jarvis. <laughs> no, he's gotten better in his old age. I think I, if you would have asked me that question three years ago, I might have said yes. <laughs> but currently, no. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, you know, Matt, there, there's a, a nice G spot there that you're just not exploring properly. That's fine. I I don't need it. Yes, no. you do. You do. <laughs> oh, really, Terrence? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot Aurora. The G in. the G spot. Uh, the Ultra Instinct is just a a metaphor for the male G spot. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world tournament. Goku just had a fucking butt plug in. Yeah, and then Ultra Instinct <laughs> mastered is being able to come from just rubbing your G spot without actually touching your cock. Oh my god, <laughs> that's Ultra Instinct mastered. <laughs> Damn, no wonder why Weiss got so excited. <laughs> He's done it. <laughs> Maybe with enough practice, I can do it. <laughs> Beerus, go Weiss. to sleep, you fuck. Yes. He's done it, hasn't he? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, what an unbelievable guy. <laughs> Hands free coming from just fucking his G-spot. This he is the power the of the gods. He uses the ultra instinct. He does the wind. It dips around, goes behind him, and goes right up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason they cut off Goku's tail was because he just wouldn't stop fucking his ass in public to stimulate his prostate. <laughs> That's what a lot of 21 porn is. That is true. Although 21, if she's fucking herself, does not have a prostate, so... 
I, I was going to say, man, I, look how scared and just like completely confused and just doesn't want to be here right now. I don't know any... I know you're talking about Dragon Ball Z, but it makes no sense. I don't know any of the... I don't even we know. We could tw- literally just be speaking Spanish, and you have no <laughs> idea what we're talking. About. No, I. I Yo hablo tw- peg peg my hole. <laughs> you just no, said no hablo I, peg my hole. You just said I speak peg my hole. <laughs> and so what of it, bitch? <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like the shit posting is usually front loaded, but yeah, it's definitely on the back end for this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know about that. <laughs> Patrick, do you have any good stripper stories? Uh, is this Patreon or regular? Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good. The next question. one's going to be Patreon, so if you want to save it for. Killing oh, this us isn't all? the Patreon. No. Oh, I figured no. this one was. No, no, no. Showgirls oh. is the bad rated movie. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Idiot. Do you, do you want to save your stripper story for the Patreon, Patrick? He's yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it for the pa- yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's oh, not okay. really a story. It's just yeah, well, I'll allude to some things. Okay, well, I guess we'll save that for the Patreon so you can go full detail. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, what about your stripper stories? Don't have any. Well, I guess that's for the Patreon also. <laughs> We're gonna just start off <laughs> the killing of softly episode. So, so Matt, Patrick, let's hear some stories. That has nothing to do with killing them softly. <laughs> I might kill you softly. I might fuck them softly. I might sounds, fuck you that softly. That sounds nice, actually. I will fuck you softly. Have you ever touched your butthole softly? Well, yeah. I mean, but I've also fucked my butthole. I mean, washed my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, no. sure. See, this, one, this one truly I've had has really hidden me. Woo! <laughs> All the See, secrets are coming out now. James Fuck. James's wish, James's wish is that he be he he wishes he can become Mr. Fantastic so he can suck his dick and fuck his own butthole. I would 100% suck and fuck my holes uh if I was Mr. Fantastic. Whew. Who wouldn't? That's... Who wouldn't? It's not gay, it's just like masturbation. I mean, you'd have to try uh, it at least once, right? Oh, obviously. But it's like how, can you still keep a heart on that way? That's a good question. <laughs> that, that's like the real question. Cause like, if you're stretching your dick out, can you like keep the top like part of it hard and then like you just have like a big stretchy in between? Like, that's sure. Good if you're, question. if, I mean, if you're there already, why yeah, not? Yeah, like what, like, oh, man, I wish I mean, I guess you don't even alive. need to use your dick to fuck your butthole. Okay. okay. You can just like, no, but like what? Okay. Wait, wait. Let's oh, simplify yeah, this. True. Let's simplify this. What happens to Mr. Fantastic Bones when he stretches? Yeah, I mean, there's not a bone in your dick. Well, no, but like, I feel like the same sort of physics or biology would apply. That's a good. Okay, point. so we're we're gonna break out the Ouija board quick and give Stanley a call. Stan, tell me about Mister Fantastic's dick. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever asked him that before. I'm sure someone's had. I, to. Right, they have to. I'm well, sure you Kevin see, Smith Matt, asked that, that's an excellent yeah. question, Matt. Me and Excelsior, Steve your true believer. If you believe it, you could fuck it. <laughs> If you believe it, you can suck it. <laughs> Let me, me tell you Steve about the time Jack I came up with Mr. Fantastic. I was sucking my own dick. <laughs> and I thought, what if I didn't have this rib here? Oh, it would be disgusting. so much easier to suck my own cock. There was, a, there was a kid in high school, I remember. He was like, I can suck, I can fillet myself. 
And I said, prove it. And he's like, give me a pencil. And he just put the pencil between his thighs and he did it so quickly. So without any kind of yoga shit, it just happened so quickly. I lost my mind. What? I lost my mind. With the pencil? He just put the pencil between his thighs and was just like, holy shit. Dang. That's so funny. Like. He like just didn't hesitate at all. Good no, like, oh, let me get a little, let me get some of these in. It was just like <laughs> he's stretching and shit. Yeah, but that means he he had to make himself hard. No, he was using a pencil. No, he demonstrated with a he pencil. Demonstrated yeah, he with put a pencil. pencil he put the pencil his where his dick would be. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just in the middle of the school. He, yeah, he like, just whips yeah, out yeah, his yeah. cock in the middle of the school. <laughs> he gets I mean, he, he gets he put didn't. on a list after that. Stanley comes out of nowhere. Excelsior! <laughs> you suck a great cock, kid. You inspire me to write a new character. A <laughs> you inspire me to suck my own cock. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that would be quite a fantastic thing to suck your own cock like that. So wait, wait, wait. So when when Mr. Fantastic is fucking Invisible Woman, and he climaxes. Like, if she turned invisible, would you just see his cum <laughs> yeah. floating? Or would the cum become part of her and become invisible? Oh, that's a good point. Well, no, no, no. What if, like... I think exact... I think you would see the cum at first, and then it would slowly turn invisible? Yeah, and then it would turn invisible. Yeah. Well, you know how you would see it is if you came on her. Oh, definitely, obviously. You would see it then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, then that would be, like, floating cum. That's actually pretty cool. That's yeah, because, hot. like, so, like, an invisible woman's suit is made out of a particular material where when she turns invisible, the suit turns invisible with her. That with way her, she doesn't yeah. have to be naked all the time. Good loophole, Stanley. Um, but, so, yeah, so if she were naked, right, and she turned invisible and he, like, jizzed on her boobs or something like that, you would see that for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then you'd be like, ew, what is this floating ghost cum? <laughs> Ghostly I, I cum. Casper! You are a friendly ghost. <laughs> I kind of do feel bad for Bruce Banner because, like, apparently he can turn into the Hulk while having sex. Oh, fuck. Like, Like on accident? Well, yeah, uh, because him turning into the Hulk has to do with his heart rate pounding. Oh, no. Oh, no. That would make Avengers watchable. It would. (laughs) Just have a fucking 30-minute scene scene? of, of, of Hulk just fucking... Well, no, because if he turns into the Hulk in the middle, he just rips that girl in half. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, if he was fucking Black Widow, all of a sudden he just turns into the Hulk, his dick is going to split her in half. So you're telling me the the, the hypothetical, theoretical um, Hulk webms of fucking Black Widow I've seen um, could not happen and are not canon? Definitely uh, not canon. Apparently, no. Nerds. That I've theoretically seen. Okay. Just need to clarify. Cool. Apparently, so, Black Widow has seen the Hulk naked. Uh, is that canon? Yes. What? what? Okay. Wait. All right. Cool. I mean, like, I'll it's just a th- it's you. a throwaway line in Age of Ultron. How big is Hulk's cock? Well, so if you're going based off of the like Marvel Cinematic Universe, he has gotten progressively smaller each film that goes on. So... Which, like, what's is there a logic behind that? No, the, I think control... they just kind of what he's. The thing is, and this is a comic shit, too. I feel like they just kind of did it, and we're like, fuck it. Well, no, it's because he's getting more control of how to how to use Hulk. So, so he could, like, keep his strength, but, like, stay smaller? 
Well, because technically Bruce Banner and the Hulk are two different people. Well, yeah. They, it's like they share the same body. Yes. So it's kind of like if Bruce... Because basically that's what Smart Hulk is in Endgame. It's Bruce Banner like taking control of Hulk's body. Yes. So it's like he's not as big, but he's still like... So know, even Hulk at size. that point, is Hulk's dick like Lexington Steel size, or is it like bigger still? Or I would say slightly bigger. Yeah. Okay. So it's like he can theoretically fuck. Um, yeah. For like a size queen, but wouldn't his cum be radioactive? Oh, that yeah. Ooh. I was gonna bring that up. His, his semen is probably radioactive. Yeah, and then she's gonna get cancer, Ooh. and like that's sad. Damn. It's like it's like Spider Man because that actually did happen. <gasps> oh, Wait, what? Yeah. Mary right. Jane died of radioactive poisoning yeah. from cum. Yeah, yeah. What? Because she had. Dude, yep. you say comic books are trash. You should read some. Yeah, apparently, uh, I don't know if it was an alternate reality, but apparently Mary Jane died from radiation <laughs> poisoning because she had sex with Peter. What? That's fucking stupid. No, it's not. It's accurate. No, that's stupid. What? I don't want Spider-Man powers now. <laughs> All right. No. What you wait, want wait, is Wolverine wait, powers. Wait, it's it's the button, but it's it says uh, you can become Spider-Man, but your cum will become lethal. <laughs> Do you press the button? Well, at that point, you just become a serial killer of prostitutes. Big brain, big brain, right there. Hey. And it's not like you did it on purpose, so you can. It's an accident. Well, what if you knew though? Yeah. You know? Like, you know, it could be a good metaphor for AIDS, honestly. Yeah. Yo, we should. This is a, there's a good script in here somewhere. <laughs> mm. The modern comic book movie is <laughs> is Spider-Man fucking women to death. And it's an AIDS metaphor. Yeah. It takes place in the 80s. I, I, obviously, it's got to be a noir. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have the noir Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. There well, there is a noir Spider-Man. That's, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, we can't use it. Like, Marvel will never let us use that property to do that kind of script. We have to make up our own. Oh, I think you can be pretty convincing with the with the right guns, maybe, and theoretical like threats. Tim Gunn, huh? Tim Gunn, who? Because he does superhero movies, huh? Yeah. Okay. James. So Gunn? Sh- yes, is that what I meant? Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, who James the fuck Gunn? is Tim Gunn? Yeah, I Tim meant James Gunn. Gunn. I thought you said Tin Gunn. Oh no. At first, and then I was like, "Oh no, Tim!" But like, who the fuck nah, is Tim? James, now? my bad. Uh, so, does anything have anything else to say about Showgirls? Um, we stopped talking about that movie about like an hour ago. I know we're we cutting all this. No, this is great. <laughs> this is a fantastic episode. This you know what great. you do is you cut this portion and then you put it at the tail end of the uh, next episode because we're not going to be able to talk that much about that one as we are about this one. Well, maybe we'll just get drunk and shit posts. So. Nope, won't do that. I have to go to work tomorrow, like actual work, like oh, to the office. Same. <laughs> Uh, sucks to suck, losers. All right. Um, uh, so we're, uh, editing this back in quick at the end of the episode because I forgot to have Patrick, uh, promote his podcast. But, um, Patrick, shill your podcast for us real quick. What did you say? I said shill your fucking podcast. Oh, oh. Give us the elevator pitch. It's, it's Pat and John on their best behavior. And we, each week we have a guest who they bring something that they're super passionate about. And we uh, we talk about it. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of music. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just had a couple of vodka. There were like <laughs> eight shots in this. So um, I hear Terrence is going to be on not, soon. You could subscribe to it or not. Um, I'll still be living. And uh, 
Yeah. Such a good promoter. I feel I hear that Terrence is going to be on it soon to talk about Fuda. Oh, nice. Yo, man, I was literally going to say <laughs> really? something right there. Like, so can I talk about Fuda? Or? What is that? I'm, I'm actually going to be on it soon. Next month. It's uh, it's chicks with dicks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it's not gay because they're not real. Yeah, no, it's not word. gay because they're biologically uh, female with. Yeah, they have a vagina. They just have dicks. Not always. No. No. Oh, but they don't always but have a vagina. Sometimes, sometimes female yeah. with the penis. Sometimes it's oh. dicky and balls. Oh wow. And uh, and and that's it. 